It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. John Schmelk with a familiar face, the very well-dressed and maybe the nicest guy player that has set foot in this building. Mm. Prince of Mukamara. Prince, how are you, man? It's good to see you. Man, I'm doing great, man. It was, yeah, it's definitely an emotional day, but I'm doing good now. All right, we just had your press conference. Um, why, in your own words, was it important for you to come back here to make your retirement official? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, I haven't played, I think, in, in a game, I think, in like two years, just about. And so I was... And the 2020, right? Right, I think. Yep. right, mm-hmm. right. And so I was, I was on, I was basically not, not playing, but I think, um, like I said in my speech, I think it's because it started here, right? We won a Super Bowl. Um, I feel like I'm treated like family every time I'm inside these buildings. And then even outside, like the, the New York Giants brand is, is global. And so everywhere that I that I go, um, I'm known as I'm known as a giant, and so it just it it just made sense. And so when my agents called uh, Pat Hanlon and and the PR team, it was I to be honest, I was kind of surprised that they said yes, just because I haven't been here since 2015, and and I really haven't seen anybody. Um, do something like this. I think the last person was Eli, but it was right after. Yeah, and Jesse was, Armstead Jesse, came okay. back and did it. I think back, ooh, 2010, maybe something like that. So okay. it's been a while. Okay, yeah. So I mean, definitely grateful um, to to the Maras and the Tish family um, just for allowing me to do this. And, and to be honest, it was it was more for for my family and just um, thanking them on 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 a bigger stage uh, for just giving me this opportunity for allowing me to play um, a game that I love so much. You know, once a giant, always a giant. It's not something that you just say, right? I mean, right. They, they, they do mean it here. Like, they're not messing around. No, they are not. And uh, when I shook John Mayer's hand uh, after after my speech, he reminded me of that, hey, man, once a giant, always a giant. And and, and again, I think that's, that's true. It's not just lip, lip service. Uh, they literally roll out the the red carpet for you if you if you put on uh, this uniform and, and the helmet. And you know, let's go back now. 2011 draft, right? You get drafted here. I think you probably dropped a little bit further down than you thought you would in that first yeah. round. The Giants were thrilled to have you when 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 you were sitting there on the board. What was your first reaction? That who? All right, I'm going to New York now. Ooh, that's right. a little different than Nebraska, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, and so I was, yeah, I, I was projected top ten, and so I, I thought I was going to go anywhere from San Fran, or um, or the or the San Fran at seven, or the Cowboys at ten. And um, what happened in the draft is there were just so many quarterbacks that weren't expected. I put air quotes on those that wasn't expected to go. That went the Jake Lockers, the yep. the Christian Ponders, the the Blaine Gabberts, and so there were still guys like. Nick Fairley left on the board and, and Tyron Smith. And so there was just guys that are up there. And so it kind of pushed me down because I was still the second corner. It was Pat P who was first and then it was um and then it was me. And so when I got a call from a two zero one number, I was I I never met with them at the combine. And so it was just uh, it was foreign to me. And when when the call when I answered the call and the person said, Hey, hey Prince, it's Coach Coughlin. Uh, with the New York Giants, I was like, "What?" And then so, um, and then it, it didn't dawn upon me that I was in like I was I I wasn't gonna take a jet to 
to to sign the next day like i was just i was gonna take a ride through the lincoln tunnel over here to to jersey to sign i forgot how like i forgot where where i was for a second but i'm definitely grateful to get the call yeah that's when the draft was in new york both days at radio yes. city and, and you were probably at radio city right exactly yeah i think i was actually at that draft covering that i think we i think me and uh either mike beckton or mike debbie probably shot you after that traffic which is fun um and then you you know you kind of showed up to new york and correct me if you know a little wide-eyed child still trying to yeah. figure things out in life right so how did being here in new york with the giants in this organization help you go from college kid to nfl man yeah man um and i wanted to say it in my speech but there's there was uh it was it was just too much going on but me being drafted here was was the best thing for me um i wouldn't say that i needed structure i was, I was a very disciplined um uh kid but like the structure as an nfl pro what like what i got here helped me last as long as as i did and it, and it has nothing to do with play because you could you could be the, the most talented and the best player, but because of your off the field actions or whatever, you you won't last long in the league. And so having a guy like Coughlin, right, the five minutes early, the no hats, it's it's a, it's about the we and 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 not the me. It's it's about team, like just knowing that having um, my my vets like Corey Webster, Antro Roll, uh, Aaron Ross, Deion Grant, uh, Jacobs um uh Bradshaw like having those guys teach me what it looks like to be a pro day in day out um taking care of your locker taking care of 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 others like w watching the film just just the daily habits um those stuck stuck with me and then when I went from here to Jacksonville then here to Chicago I mean it was it, it was it was a cakewalk. It was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> especially as I got older, because then I didn't have those guys um, looking over, um, looking over my back as much. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens. So go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? Yeah, and look, that was a special DB group, right? You yeah. know, DBs, you know, with uh, Trell and then and, and Deion Grant and, and Webster. Just talk a little bit about that group, and, and you called them and that team special a lot in 2011 at your press conference. What made them special to you? Dude, they were – not only were, were they talented, but, like, the camaraderie that we had, like, doing DB dinners every week and stuff like that, just getting to know each other uh, – off the field and and watching film together at each other's houses um like they they really took me in and treated me as as a brother and and, and stuff like that and so i think that that went along that went a long ways and that was a big reason as to why we were successful you mentioned tom coughlin do you have the career that you have if he wasn't your first head coach absolutely not like he he was he his expectation, like I always thought that my expectation for myself was was high. No one, no one else's would be higher, but his, his always seemed like it was it was up there. Like he, there was never no no excuses, right? Um, you're you're either hurt or you're injured and, and stuff like that. And so, I mean, just just the mental toughness, the mental aspect part. I feel like um, I got that a lot from from Coach Coughlin and. <laughs> He um 
he was he was a no, no nonsense type of guy. And then when he would show you his personality a little bit after the games, he'll do a, a little dance, like have have a little smile and and stuff like that. Um, it it was good for us to see because okay, he's not a robot; he's human and stuff like that. Peter Jinta, right? He was your mm. DB's coach, right? Yeah. Corner coach. What was it like being coached by him? Just, just awesome. I mean, him, him and Coach Merritt, just all about fundamentals and just teaching me the game of um, in the NFL. Just analyzing different offenses and just simplifying uh, the game. And I'm still close with Coach Merritt till uh, till this day. And uh, I got to reunite with Coach Jinta over at the Saints. Oh, that's right. He was in New Orleans with you. Yeah, I forgot. That's right. Yeah, and um, and it was it was it was great to see him. Um, there too. And, you know, as a rookie, then you come in, you're the lockout that year, right? So you didn't yeah. get any of the work in the spring. You show up, uh, I think, a couple of days even into camp, right? Then very early in camp, you end up breaking your foot. How much did that – were you sitting there like, oh, I can't believe this? And how much in retrospect did that set you back, do you think? Or were you able to to still kind of absorb everything in the meetings? Yeah, I think it, it did. It set me back in a sense of I didn't adjust to the speed of – of the game. And I tell everyone the difference between college players and, and the pro players. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's not like the pro players are like the incredible Hulk or, or like Superman. It's, there's not a big difference in that, but it's just that the guys in the pros are just so disciplined. They're going to seem faster because they know where you're going and, and stuff like that. Like the, their the quarterbacks are throwing the balls to the right spot at the right time. So the quarterback doesn't have to be, that talented in the in the sense of like a physical specimen, but what's going on? What's here going on makes people faster, exactly. Right? And so when um, going on the field, it just seemed like everything was just like it was it was a it was a blur. And and I talked about my first interception, and so that was my first game um, against and, the Eagles. Vince Young, Eagles. right? Yeah, Vince Young threw it to Deshaun, and so you see Aaron um, Antero comes off the field for whatever reason. Prince, get in. Should I get in? And then I'm lined up against Deshaun Jackson. I already know he's one of the fastest guys in the league right now. And he's Vince, Vince, and he's pointing at me. And I already knew what what time it was. They're gonna they're gonna go deep. So I I bailed and ran the go route for him. And 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 I got a pick. And um, yeah, great moment. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that game. So you didn't have the benefit of seeing NFL preseason, which is a speed level up, but it's still not regular season, right? right. So you just went right from college to Giants and Eagles. Yeah, at, oh, that's a big... <laughs> right? At home, fans going nuts. Vince Young, former Heisman Trophy winner, right? All that stuff. You know, what was that like first game against Philadelphia, just having to dip your foot in the pool and really, oh, no, no, you're not dipping your foot. You're you're diving right in. Exactly. And, and, and it was a night game at, at that, and... Yeah, I mean, and I knew nothing about the uh, the divisions and and um and 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 rivalries or anything like that. And yeah, that was that was you learn a, fast. Yeah, though, you I do bet. <laughs> you do learn fast. And and I mean, just with the lights and and the fans, like all that um, played a big part. But as soon as you step on the field, it's crazy because all that is really blocked blocked out. It just comes down to ex- execution. And then a couple other games that season I will talk to you about. You had the game against Dallas, right? JPP had, yeah. had the block field goal in a high-scoring game. And then you had the game against the Jets. And those are really the two games that set you guys on your way into the postseason, right? 100%, yeah. I mean, um, I like that again, like I talked about in my speech. I mean, just that that year, I mean, Cruz's um, a surgeons to 
to like stardom, right? Like I, I after the the first Eagles game, Cruz goes for like three touchdowns on their all world defensive back team, and that's when the that was the genesis of the of the salsa, and and um and then he has a crazy game against the Jets, and then JPP's tip. I mean, everything went so right for us that um, and I don't want to say so right because like it's not like we went sixteen and zero that that year. Like there like there were games um it, it it didn't go right the whole year, but it went the way it's supposed to. And yeah, a lot of people played a lot of um, major parts. That that defensive line. In my career, I mean, I, mind you, I, I played with Khalil Mack, uh, Akeem Hicks, like that defensive line that we had. We were just stacked. I mean, to have Cam Jordan eventually even in New Orleans, right? Yeah. yeah. But think about it, we had Matthias, we had um, we had um, Tuck, Tuck, Canty, OC, JPP. Yeah. It was just like it was. It was there were so many packages, and those guys. There was one time we played against the Packers. I remember watching it. Aaron Ross is guarding, I think, Jordan Nelson. And Aaron Ross gets a a sluggle ran on him. So it's a slant into a go. Right before Rodgers could throw the ball, JPP, I mean, not JPP, uh, OC, uh, sack fumble. And it's just like those guys were our, our erasers. And so um, they're, like uh, that, that group was, like I said, it was special. I like erasers. I, I think yeah. that's actually a... <laughs> A really good name. I'm trying to think. There was one of the defense. Linval Joseph was the other Linval, guy in that team. Yes. Think Linval. I mean, that is an unbelievable group of players right 100%. there. 100%. All right. And now it seemed like the defense, which especially stopping the run, you guys struggled in the regular season that year, yeah. right? But you got to the playoffs. You're facing Matt Ryan. Yeah. You're facing Aaron Rodgers. You eventually faced Colin Kaepernick. And Alex, it seems like, oh, I'm sorry, that was Alex, Alex Smith, Smith that year. Yeah. It was Alex Smith that year. I'm sorry. And and then Tom. Yeah, and, and then you, and then Tom Brady, obviously. I'll, trust me, we'll get there. But <laughs> the defense really just turned it on. Yeah. And you guys just look like almost a different group than you were even just like seven or eight weeks prior. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, I think there was a stat, and you could look it up. I think we were ranked close to last as a defensive group in in the regular season. But um, yeah, we just found a way. Like I mean, Eli. Like and it, and it's so crazy because I remember guys were saying, "Hey, all we got to do is just get in because Eli Eli is gonna take care of the rest." And I'm he like, did, well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, <laughs> he did. I'm like, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? He said, "Man, this, this, they were saying they were seeing some similarities to um to uh the o seven, 07 mm-hmm. the o the o seven team and and stuff like that." And so um so when we got in, yeah, like I remember what was, if you could check the score like versus the Falcons, I think we held them to they just got a safety. I think they scored two points. Yeah, yeah, That's only correct. only a safety again, mm-hmm. and they were fourteen and they were really good that year. Either twelve and four, fourteen and two that year, and I mean they had Roddy White and, and Julio Jones, and mm-hmm. and for us to play, um, twenty four well, to two is the final. Twenty four to two. Wow, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and for us to play water at the right time, if you remember the Packers went undefeated, almost undefeated, lost to Romeo Cornell, fifteen and one. You got it. A Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers team. MVP y- that year. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. and and to and then I mean like a, a Hakeem catches the. Hail Mary, and yeah. um, right before halftime, I mean, this is just we just played right at the at at the right time, and so um, yeah, that, that was that was a great year. You love turf, you're good at it, so you start a turf biz. Business grows, your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? You know, and I'm not. This is not me calling it luck, but you brought it up a couple times too. It's just amazing. 
I think it happens for every Super Bowl team, oh, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just you guys. You look at every team. You can go back to when the Yankees won the World Series. Things just have the tendency to go your way when you win these things. And part of it's under your control because preparation makes good things happen. Yep. But a lot of it is just that, yeah, look, we, we just made plays at the right time. And it's funny how it works. No, you're you're exactly right. I mean, and then, I mean, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, I mean, just um, Ahmad, right? When he cradles it and doesn't want to fall <laughs> in and then falls in, right? And then even on, on the Hail Mary, like, yes, we won, but... It was so close. I mean, if Antro doesn't smack, I think it was Gronkowski yep. um, catching that that tip ball. I mean, it might be a different story, but yeah, like we just oh, even um, like who, was it Wes Walker who missed the on the drop on, on the crossing on the, pattern? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this dude. How, how, and how, how about the muff butt against San Francisco? Oh yeah, I want to talk about two. that game here. I know two. Of My them. guy Kyle yes. Williams out of Arizona. Absolutely. So t- 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 bring me into that San Francisco game because look. You guys moved the ball against Atlanta. You moved the ball against Green Bay. Really, yeah. you guys dominated Green Bay in that game. They were 15-1. They didn't, in the second half, you guys were rolling against right. them. That San Francisco game was a freaking grind. Right. Like I think I think the Giants punted 11 times in the game, but Jeez. they punted around 11 times right, too, right, right? Right, right? It was like three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. What was it like on defense just having to keep going back out there and getting another stop because – both defense were playing at such a high level that the offenses just couldn't really do anything. And frankly, if those fumbled punts don't happen, you guys might still yeah, be playing. Right. <laughs> no, I know. No, I know. Um, I, I remember uh, talking to guys were saying like, "Hey, like this is going to be a defense game," and it was it was raining a little bit. Oh, and that were, field stuck yeah, too. Did. So muddy. It, oh my gosh, it, it did. And they, they were saying like, "Hey, this is going to be a defensive game. Like we have we have to stay stout. We have to stay strong." And um, next thing you know, we find ourselves with Lawrence Tynes, my guy Tynes. Um, he, 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 he made that kick, man. Um, he's he's so he's so clutch, man. I was so happy for him. And I'm sure, obviously, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. So you heard all about him, and you know about him heading into that Super yeah. Bowl. What was the reality of actually playing against him? Dude, so I was preparing to stop Matthew Slater on special teams. Like that was like that was that was my assignment. Is to is to stop. To, to stop Slater, I was on all four special teams. And then um, and then I was still studying my defensive back um, materials just because you never know what's going to happen. So when you never know what's going to happen, come second half, Aaron Ross is, is cramping. I start the second half. As soon as I get on the field, I see Ocho Cinco, um, God rest his soul, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, Gronkowski, Tom Brady, and I lock eyes. I lock eyes with Tom Brady, and I'm thinking, "Oh shoot, he's gonna go at me every single time." Because that's what QBs do. They see a rookie. They see a guy. Forget rookie. They see a guy who hasn't even been playing. Let's let's test him. Let's see. Let's see where. Let's see where he's at. And he didn't throw. He didn't throw one pass at me. They threw it out on me on cover two. I got a. I got a tackle on. Um, on, on Gronkowski, but that was that was a, that was about it, and I was very very surprised. Maybe um, Perry Field, our defensive coordinator at the time, called some coverages to kind of um, help me, or maybe uh, our free safety Dion or Kenny Phillips um, was uh, or Dion was uh, was leaning towards my side over that the kinda, top a yeah, little bit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't, but I don't know. But whatever reason, he he didn't go my, go my way, and um, and yeah, I mean Eli's two and zero against him, so in in the Super Bowl, so that's awesome. Absolutely. All right. So, what's next for Prince besides childcare, which I know is yeah, going to be a big part of it? Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has four kids, two <laughs> twins that are that are under the age of one. Uh, what What's next for you? Do, you? do you know? No, not yet. I mean, I've 
I've, and I don't want to bore you guys up there with my speech about, I mean, real estate stuff. I mean, it's not like I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. Like I'm super involved, uh, busy. Dude, you have four busy. kids. No <laughs> one thinks you're doing nothing at okay. home. Trust me. No one thinks that. <laughs> well, um, so, but is there a set career that I'm um, heading towards uh, right now that's not on my radar? I, of course, want to uh, be a part of the game somehow, and whether that's in front office or... Um, or coaching of some sort, um, that's, well, that's up to debate. The wife is vetoed the coaching, though, right? Oh, 100% right now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, like... Dude, I know it. Coughlin had people in here from, from 5 to 5 a.m. to... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes later. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just um, being patient right now. No, that's good, dude. Prince, it was great seeing you, man. Always Thank a you. pleasure. Congratulations. Always, once a giant, always a giant. Always man. a giant. Thank you so much. Prince of Mukamar, we thank you for joining us on the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. From game day to everyday, Citizens is made ready for Giant fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. And don't forget, that's why the Giants fans love Citizens, because Giant fans love a winner. It's named the 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by the Banker as the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the Huddle. Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at CitizensBank.com. We thank Prince of Mukamara. We congratulate him on his retirement. Once a Giant, always a Giant. We'll see you next time on the Giants Huddle.